Hey everybody, welcome back to the Back and Forth Podcast. This is me, your host, Cesar Koza, a.k.a. Snamu. Today I had a beautiful conversation. I sat down with Sam Kelongosi, a good friend of mine. We actually recorded quite late in the night. I think we started recording at midnight, if I'm not mistaken. But we had a proper conversation. We spoke about business, about um, your spiritual health and your mentality as well. It's quite an interesting individual. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm certainly going to have another sit down with him because we have so much that we have to still talk about. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Please sit down, relax, put your feet up. And as always, pop a Hennessy, man. So let's get into it. Mr. Sam, Sam goes, right, thanks for hosting me, it's quite late, what time is it, it's already past midnight, I don't know why we're still up or why we're still recording, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. so we're talking off air and you're telling me about how much you are into history um, and the Rupert, yeah, so I just explain, explain to me why what is it that interests you so much in 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 um their history and what what are you trying to gain from um the the history of uh, people like a uh, gentleman like Rupert what what's his name Anton Rupert Anton Rupert yeah okay so i guess i guess so i'm currently reading this book by um Herbert Dromenisse it's a by autobiography for Anton Rupert right so it really speaks about it really speaks about the Afrikaner border bond, right? So post nineteen ten, after the Anglo Boer War, um, it doesn't really say whether the Afrikaans won, or like no one knows what happened after nineteen ten. No one knows what agreement England and South Africa had. Lord Kitchener or um, Jan Smart had, right? But I'm more interested in nineteen thirteen when they spoke about the poor Afrikaans problem. And they started businesses with a social impact. Whether that social impact was an ag- had an agenda behind it or it was pure social impact, but the poor Africans' problem led them to creating sustainable businesses. Sunlam, um, Africans people worked, and they didn't really, um, they couldn't even bury themselves. They they didn't um, have money after work, so Sunlam started as a retirement initiative. You know. FBOP started as a burial society for Afrikaans people. NASPA started as a newspaper, you know, for Afrikaans people. And those were impactful businesses. So that's really why I'm interested in reading because they say that he who knows his history can control his future, you know. I'm also interested in learning about Anton Rupert so much because um, the man moved, like, he acquired 100% of Cartier, right? Cartier. Cartier. What's yeah. Car- oh, okay, the brand, yeah, Cartier. The brand, Cartier. He's sitting in Stellenbosch mm-hmm. during a time where you had to basically connect a phone call, right? So during a time where you basically needed to connect a phone call, right? Nowadays, we live in a world of instant everything, right? Instant messaging, instant everything. Like, we live in a world of information. Why can't we um, create initiatives and businesses that will outlive us. If Anton Rupert, st- sitting in Stellenbosch, acquired a company where in, in Europe um, during a time where South Africa was sanctioned, why can't we create sustainable businesses that will create wealth and at the same time have 
social economic impact. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's why I'm reading um, 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 about these guys, and that's why I'm so interested in history. Because if you know your history, I mean, nothing is new under the sun. Everything that's happening today has happened before. You know, so yeah, man, that's really my interest. So when I would say, from what I understood from your statement there. What the Boers did was they basically mirrored what the British were doing here in South Africa. So for every English company, they sort of made the exact same. I'd say that because, but remember this, mm-hmm. Afrikaans had a controlled group of people. Like in states, okay. there's, 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 there's a population, so like a universe. Yeah. And then you have your sample. So they, had, they basically had a sample group because there were a few Afrikaans people and they were small scale farmers. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... In 1933, for example, that's when UP started teaching in Afrikaans. Mm-hmm. So for every vet, they created a UP. Mm-hmm. They created a Rand Afrikaans University. Yeah. For every, for example, Hilton in Kersney, they created a Paul, Paul Gymnasium, Paul Ruiz. You know, they created an Afrikaans school, you know, because the language of commerce was English. So mm-hmm. they had to change the system and make it Afrikaans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, basically they copied the model but they implemented it better because they had a few controlled group of people. Do you think then that would be difficult for a lot of native South Africans to accomplish, especially because we're such, we're such a majority in this country, number one, so it's such a huge population to deal with. Um, but it, if we look at it as well, in that huge population, there's so many different cultures, there's so many different beliefs, thought systems. Mm-hmm. So in, in your opinion, what? because clearly this system has worked for the poor. It worked for them because they're coming from un, uh, un, underprivileged, un, underdeveloped, and they were able to develop their people and their brands, what it is now. You know, like, I mean, the, mo- the mo- most leading companies like Amazons, it's mostly... Um, poor, poor affiliated right so whenever you look at it now do you think it would work for black south africans no i don't think it'll work firstly we open the borders to africa you know so i don't think it'll work right because firstly we open the borders to africa right so we're we're a a big population Mm -hmm. and tribalism they killed us with tribalism, right? Remember, yeah. the Afrikaans were for the Afrikaans. They were not for people of a different hue or of the same hue as them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, white people were there. So, English, Afrikaans, whatever, but they focused specifically on Afrikaans to mm-hmm. solve the poor Afrikaans problem. So, they used to call themselves the folk, right? Mm-hmm. So, they started a f- something called the Folks Bank, right? Which okay. is just an Afrikaans bank, mm-hmm. right? They started entrepreneurial initiatives where the governments really said okay we have funds and if you have an idea come through no matter how risky it is they funded like a thousand businesses out of all these thousand businesses how many companies survived sunlam naspers um um Afbob, um um absa you know and they all started them they have an a somewhere so it's afrikaans Afbob um um stands like if you like the entire like the words in its entirety Mm-hmm. It's Afrikaans, uh, Afrikaner, something, something, but it's Afrikaans, you see. And they were a small population at the time. Are you, do you see, are you calling them like the benchmark of um, what the nation uh, as South Africa should be? Or we, as you and I, as black South Africans, are you saying 
it is them that we should look to and look at their model and look how they've uh, created what they've created now and maybe slightly change it a bit to fit our own people. Because I always think this country uh, and uh, a majority of Africa as well is governed by laws that are native to the continent. If we look at the common law line, uh, South Africa, it's, it's actually Dutch and Roman law. I don't know whether, I don't think that's suited for Africans. I don't think it was. Yeah. It's, it's clearly not African. And uh, when it was first brought in, it clearly was uh, advantageous to uh, one group or two groups, or, uh, but not the entire South Africa as a, as a whole group. So when I look at the econo- economic system, I look at it as a, it, it, it's something that is really, it hasn't been created or manifested for Africans in itself. I think yeah. it's, 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 it's something that lies too much in one certain mm. group. Yeah. Um, so exactly when I go back to the laws, the Dutch and Roman laws, it's not meant for Africa. It doesn't behave the way Africans behave. True. So in, in your opinion, then how do you look at it? Do you think we as, um, as South Africans, as Africans, yeah. black people, natives, yeah. Do we look at that model that um, Rupert and, 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 and his gang started? Or is it another way? What's the best way for you? Because we've, I mean, we've, we've tried everything, really. You know, I'd say, I'd say um, yeah, you could pick up here and there, pivot. But I think the most important thing for us right now is that we, we basically live this, we live in this utopia, right? We think that we, we have freedom. But... Um, political freedom is not true freedom, right? Um, political liberation, I mean, is not real liberation. It's not sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. The only sustainable form of liberation is economic liberation, right? But it's it's really hard to attain, so there's a lot of risk-taking that needs to happen. But you, you, you're in a country where you have a government that's for poor people, but at the same time, they're trying to massage or to keep capital, to keep investors, you know? So mm-hmm. it's quite, it's really difficult, you know. For example, I always make an example saying that minimum wage, right, and exploitation of our people, right? Um, that's all a factor or that, that's all uh, an effect of how BE started. For example, the Africana Buddha bond came about and they realized that, no, South Africa is sanctioned and they now want to grow. They want to do international business. They, there's some resources that they need and they... They have resources here and they want to do international trade, right? But how then do they solve the issue? Because now people are boycotting them. Countries are boycotting them. And, I mean, ANC was in exile. The the country was going to burn, you know? So what they did, they started things like initiatives like the Consultative Business Movement, right? The Urban Forum, right? Where um, 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 organizations like the Black Management Forum, like NAFCOC, formed right they they formed on the backbone of that and that's where all these black entrepreneurs except for richard richard maponia but Mm -hmm. these Mm -hmm. all these be entrepreneurs came about you know yeah so by 1990 they already knew that freedom was coming because it wasn't really your vote didn't really decide your freedom yeah um the Afrikaans had already knew they, they already knew 
that okay <laughs> if w declare you're gonna do this this is this because we need this this is this right and then we're gonna start this affirmative action type of thing so think about it right ownership mm. right you get 23 percent of a company right 75 mm-hmm. percent allows for a special resolution so you can't even vote on remuneration policy. Mm. <laughs> you can't even, you don't have a voting right. You don't have a voice. You have a BE deal that's going to pay you 20 years from now, 10 years from now in dividends, but you really can't impact the, the people on the ground. You can't affect, you can't really have a positive impact on that. So our, our people are basically given the illusion that they own stuff, whereas they don't, you know. Mm. So BE... I think wasn't effective in that manner and i think the afrikaans or our freedom wasn't it's not really freedom it's just utopia it's just pseudo freedom right mm. i think i think there's a lot of work to be done man and i think there needs to be a revolution um yeah there needs how to be, there so needs what, to be a what, what type of revolution there needs to be a revolution man our, 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 our generation um, i mean but that's that's really my perspective of it but there's really a broader perspective on this people I mean, definitely well read on the definitely yeah when i look at it i think the the mistake was to be dependent on these well-structured and well-organized organizations which were not uh, even meant for us yes because <laughs> when we look at epe it it it, it, it it stipulates that a percentage, a certain percentage of Africans should yeah. work within a company. Yeah. But then we, we have to ask yourself exactly what, what that company is. Yeah. Um, who owns that company? Who's running that company? Because really what happened, in my opinion, is the minority, like a few, like Patrice Mozepe, Cyril Ramaphosa, and etc. They got the... They got the good share of the deal. Yeah. But the majority of of um, South Africa, uh, Black South Africans, let me not say South Africa, Black South Africans, are still in a disadvantaged state. Yeah, they're still in a disadvantaged state. Um, so that's the issue. But in itself, I also and, think and, that and just to just to mm-hmm. think that it's a problem because in a country like that, you can't help but be your brother's keeper. You get what I'm saying? You can't sleep at night when your neighbor is starving mm-hmm. i'm gonna come for you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna mm-hmm. come for you so mm-hmm. what you do is you spend like they they live in sandhurst bro mm. they live in gated communities where they're spending millions on security personal security mm. so i'm saying in a country like that there's gonna there needs to be a revolution man you can't help but be a brother's keeper and you can't sleep in your neighbor's starving. i see it coming <laughs> yeah. um ray dalio one of the um great hedge fund owner that he owns the biggest hedge fund in the world yeah. broke down the economy uh, in simple layman's words it says in order for an economy to function the rich obviously will be richer the poorer need to have an opportunity yeah. to get richer and they need to be stable um uh, stability within uh, that society within the economy what's happening in south africa is um the wealthier getting wealthier the poor are getting much much more poor yeah. and that is creating discontent amongst people the the, the economic gap is too large and one group is um 
feeling very aggressive, very angry towards that um, issue. And eventually it will resort to violence because if one feels that why are these people keeping all the funds yeah. and all the opportunities and, 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 yeah. and, and, and et cetera to themselves yeah. and it's not spread across the country. That's what happens. It's what happens when we were kids and um, you had the one kid who actually has a taller, like sweets or cakes or whatever and then yeah. everyone else gets like a apple or some shit like that. Like, yeah. you know, like, obviously, you're going to attack that guy. Exactly. You see what I mean? Yeah. See what I mean? It's a team mentality thing, uh, tribal mentality in a way. And it is causing slowly, slowly, but we're seeing it, um, especially over the past decade, where we've seen a discontent amongst a lot of South African African people. Um, So I see aggression definitely you see it every day mm-hmm. how are they gonna be able to sort that out the government Ramaphosa, and his his crew and his troops as well well <clears throat> that's for more experienced mouths and minds to talk about and and yeah. try and um, break it down yeah. but one thing they're not helping themselves with is um or they're shooting themselves in the foot is the, the stories that they're telling the country when i look at the story about ESCOM where Cyril Lamaposa goes in December and he says, okay, we're not going to be having any uh, outages anytime soon. And first week of January, there's an outage. And the reason for it is, well, last year, the reason for one of, I think it was stage eight, they said the coal was wet. (laughs) Man, um, in, in economics, there's a concept, right? I'm not quite, I'm not quite like assertive about the 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 the, the, the concept in itself, but it's it's called the broken window fallacy, mm-hmm. where you say that in order to stimulate economic activity, when there's no longer economic activity, you break a window. When you break a window, you're creating an opportunity for um, um the contractor to come install the window, but you're also creating an, uh, an opportunity for the warehouse guy. To, to now sell, uh, you know, to sell mm. a piece of glass. Mm-hmm. So you, you never know, man. You never know who's benefiting from this thing. You never know why they want us to to adopt um, um, renewable energy, you know, off-the-grid energy. You never know who's, you know, there are people here with independent power-producing pr- companies, right, that they license from China, mm. um, China guys, your Chinese, you know, um, Chinese do, companies. Do you think you it's know? a political scheme to it's, it's, privatize it's a, it's a, politi- it's a political scheme. Either to privatize Hence, it or to bring in a, a quote-unquote competitor. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about then solar? Um, What's your opinion on that? Um, my personal opinion is that um, renewable energy can never take the place of coal, man. Mm-hmm. Coal is in abundance in South Africa. Of course. Right? First of all, um, for example, in Pumalanga, it's it's it's... It's, it's it's usually open pit mining not quite sure but it's easier to 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 mine coal mm-hmm. right and it's more uh like it lasts more than your 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 photovoltaic um, mm. um powered um energy mm-hmm. you know so um i don't know i think in south africa for the next 20 years 20 years 30 years we're still going to be using we're still going to like our energy the backbone of our energy 
production will still be coal. You know? We have coal in abundance, but my my problem is ESCOM is is a natural monopoly. Um, states True. owned, states True. owned, which is good because we can't have a monopoly that's privately owned. Oh, I true. think we can't have a, another situation like that. That's just taking us uh, post-94, not post-pre-94. But sometimes I think because there's such a monopoly, they need some form of competition. One, to increase the competence within the organization because it's not. this is not the first time South Africa has faced issues with ESCOM. Sure. Back in 2008, they had the same problems. They've been having... Um, for years now, that issue in um, is a nail spray, the Madupi Power Station. Madupi Power Station. Yeah, it, but it's not a nail spray. Where, where is it located? Um, Boom, Limpop. Yeah. It's still not completed. Yeah. Still not completed. There've been cases of corruption for years and years and years. So sometimes I think to not sometimes all the time I think to myself, well, maybe then it's time to shift our way. Was it's okay saying South Africa has an abundance of coal and we need to use our coal as our main power source. But one, we have to look at the environment. One, uh, coal clearly leaves a carbon footprint in the environment. Um, And two, I think solar would be more expensive, definitely. Mm -hmm. But it's a a way out. It's a way out. Because if people are complaining so much about ESCOM and... Um, the incompetence and um, how ineffective they are. What would be the problem with bringing in another company that's going to produce power through solar? Um, I don't think there'd be a problem with that, right? But but I don't have an opinion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well, I think I think they should bring it in. I think definitely they should bring it in. Um, so yeah. What else have you been reading on, man? Uh, a lot of a lot of what I've been reading on is spiritual, spiritual. So, for example, my current read is Gary Zukav, The Seed of the Soul, um, highly recommended by Oprah Winfrey and Maya Angelou. I'm reading The Spirit, Soul, and Body. Um, the author of the book, it's um, not really a famous author, but it's Adriari Captain. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of what I've been reading and listening to is more Deepak Chopra, um, Gary Zukav, Ekatole. You know, just trying to align my my body, my spirit with my soul. You know, just trying to understand that I exist far more than just my physical form. You know, I'm a multi-sensory human being. You know, I'm not just a, a five-sensory being. You know, there's there's a higher power that's guiding me. I guess that's my belief system. You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, I've, I'm I'm meditating, um, I'm journaling. You know, I'm, every day. Or um, is it? Well, just, uh, I mean, consistency is an issue, but um, yeah, like I, I journal, try my best to journal every week. Um, I'm on the gratitude app. There's an app called the gratitude app, where every morning, um, I'm, I'm I have an affirmation and I'm reminded of an affirmation. I, I get Your sent, affirmation. Yeah. I get sent a quote. Um, before I go to bed, um, I'm asked what I'm grateful for in this day, who I'm grateful for, what I did, what memory did I have 
you know that allows you to reflect on your day um, it aids you it helps you um, journal better you know and but most importantly it helps you with just being centered and being present you know because what 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 this journey has taught me is that there's no tomorrow and yesterday tomorrow and yesterday are, are an illusion you know um the only real moment is the present moment you know um i've learned to be intentional because when you're intentional about what you do um you co-create your future with the universe you know so the only moment is the present moment because remember if you put one foot before the next you'll get to a kilometer you walk a meter but if you stand still and you don't do anything and worry then you're really just wasting time um so yeah man i've learned how to be centered how to be present you know i do breath practices you know i'm, I'm, I'm looking inclinations for, yeah do you do I, inclinations yeah what type of breathing do you do so um i not that well versed around the jargon of the you know around the jargon of of, of the, the practice but i know that i do 30 breaths when I wake up in the morning, mm, like thirty in and out, in, yeah, thirty in and out breaths, okay. and yeah, I'm looking to do yoga every Friday from now because a sister of mine does does yoga. She's a, she's now a certified um, teacher, mm-hmm. so yeah, I'm looking to take on yoga, and yeah, man, just try my best to to be centered and to practice gratitude. You know, practicing gratitude. I mean, that's important. You know, it's really Definitely. important. You know, gratitude is um, yeah. Like you need to be, you need to be in that mind frame to be thankful and grateful of yeah. a lot of shit, man. Because it's so easy to get off track and complain and sulk yes. over what you don't have that you don't see what you do have. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, well, first I want to tell you about breathing. I mean, um, I don't know what method. I've never heard of that. The thirty breaths, but I do inclinations what that is is um recently just started heard this from tony robbins um yeah i do it for 15 minutes uh 15 minutes to thrive that's what he calls it so yeah but you breathe in four times right without breathing out and then you breathe out four times so it's something like like four times right it's it's, it's difficult on the lungs the first time you start but um it's 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 a crazy feeling man because uh two minutes into it you you actually your mood changes and uh be in quite a, a zone i've been doing it for about uh, still struggling again because <laughs> uh i wake up early at four mm-hmm. uh, i do i do it like i take a walk outside mm-hmm. i just around my, my place where i stay yeah, you know like 15 minutes mm-hmm. uh just to breathe i think opens you up that's one thing i like because i've yeah. had issues like I, I used to have really bad chronic asthma when i was younger uh so inclinations have proven quite interesting let's put it that way it's been only seven days since i've been doing it but i'm definitely gonna continue definitely because i, I think is is very beneficial and I, ca- I encourage everyone to also for also for also for your mental health you know like yeah Mm. Your your mind is like a horse, you know. It races, you know, with thoughts all the time. So that's that's what I wanted to, to ask you. Horse. That's what, that's, <laughs> that's what I, I, I wanted to ask you about yeah. your your meditating. I don't I don't meditate all the time. Yeah, most of the time when I meditate, I fall asleep. Yeah, but a, a few times when I have meditated, um, and I don't use an app, I don't use music, I, I don't use a specific posture. I literally yeah. just sit down. 
in a comfortable position not too comfortable that i'm gonna fall asleep but you know, obviously not too uncomfortable as well yeah. close my eyes and that's it i just breathe in and out breathe in and out so yeah. in one out and that's what i focus on yeah. i found that when you you start man i'm maybe the first i'm two three minutes maybe my mind is fucking on a million kilometers an hour the amount of thoughts the amount of um things that are coming in and they're coming out of my brain is ridiculous yeah but you should you should you should um so that's the whole point right you let you you allow your mind to wander you allow these thousand thoughts and then you focus on your breath you come back to your breath that's what everyone says that's my thing that's what everyone says but I've heard um I read I read a like a little blog post about Buddhists and how they meditate and yeah. their best advice is just to let your mind go right so you you don't focus on your mind you don't focus because if you're focusing on your mind you're still conscious that's true you're not letting go of your mind so the the, the whole point I've read I a lot of people have told me you need to get back to your cycle and get back to your focus point and get back to your breathing whatever yeah. you're focusing on but I feel that you're still conscious if you do it that way <clears throat> I'm not saying that that way is wrong or there's anything wrong doing it that method yeah. but what I've found is they've been on rare occasions where I've found myself in a state where I'm also I'm I'm confused as to what the hell just happened. So um as I mentioned the first 2 3 minutes there will be thoughts racing into my head. Yeah. I I I don't do anything. I don't attempt to get back to my breathing or yeah. anything like that. I just let my, let my mind go. After those 3 minutes, maybe 3 3 minutes, it 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 decreases. Uh, the thoughts decreases, they decrease, they decrease, and I don't know. Maybe I, I've never timed it. I've never looked at the time, but I'm assuming maybe after eight, nine minutes, I don't know what happens from that point. I do it for twenty minutes, from like eight to twenty minutes. I don't know what happens there. I don't know whether I was asleep. I don't know. I I have no clue. The only thing that brings me back into consciousness is my alarm that says hey dude 20 minutes is up, minutes up yeah, but that's yeah. my thing i don't know if you've ever felt like that whether you you you, you wonder to yourself am i gone what what just happened because i don't know I, I specifically don't know where i open my eyes but there's no there's nothing in my head i don't know what happened i'm just there thinking holy shit did i just fall asleep mm. but no how the fuck did i fall asleep I'm, i've been sitting down yeah. so what I don't even remember what I've been thinking. I guess I've never had such a moment, but I've had a moment where I've I've really focused on my breath and and you know I stayed calm in the moment and you know I've I've remained conscious you know and that 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 feeling after you know that feeling that feeling you you get after you 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 you, you breathe and you know you you. You meditate, you know, it, it just, it's, I don't know, it's indescribable un- to me, you know. Don't you forget <laughs> your breathing? No. Because I forget. No. I, it just, it goes, it goes for me. So that's a, it's a, it's a strange state to be in. Um, it's something that I would like to maybe talk to someone who has more experience in meditating. And yeah. Because I've, I've read and I've heard as a gentleman called Naval Ravikant, he says, 
they are psychedelic states of actually meditating so all the feelings that you get from your psychedelic drugs such as mushrooms and lsd can occur naturally um when you meditate yeah i don't know if that's true but if it is i damn well want to trip off lsd naturally (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah it's something that i definitely want to attempt um but yeah, man, meditating is is pretty cool. I think I feel like it's um it's one of those trendy things that people do now, which is weird for me. <laughs> like it's almost like everyone's meditating and everyone has an app and everyone has a uh I don't know what the, what's that thing that they burn and they like ash it on a thing or whatever. I guess I guess it's it's a good trend, man. It's a good trend because I guess now, so, yeah creates a society of happy people a society of sensitive people a mm-hmm. society of people who are aware and who are conscious you know um wouldn't you want to be in a space filled with people who speak of love and co- who speak with love compassionate conviction you know mm-hmm. um, instead of people who 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 aren't in control of of their own feelings and thoughts and and mm. you know, mm. I think that's where true prosperity comes from you know comes from gratitude grace being present, being conscious, you know, all these, all these after effects of yeah. meditation, basically. I believe that life is a spiritual journey. Like, you uh-huh. know, you're do a you, soul. Do you think we're in a simulation? Uh, I don't think we're in a simulation. Well, what's your um, opinion after you die then? What, what happens? Uh, okay, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and also based on, on, on the authors I've been reading right now, um, I'm, I'm basically... I'm a soul, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm basically the body, the spirit, and the soul, right? But my soul um, has existed, right? So and it continues to exist. It outlives me, you know. Um, I'm reincarnation. So when I believe that when I die, I'm reincarnated. You're gonna be born again. Yes. <laughs> Not necessarily some but uh, my my soul. Yeah. That's what I believe in. Your soul. Yes, and then um, uh, and our soul continues. So it's, it's just infinite. To align. It's infinite. So then, what what makes you then not think that this is a simulation? If you say that your soul is infinite and you are back into reincarnation, what makes you then not think that this is just a game and it is controlled by the creator which is god I don't, I don't think i don't think um um i don't think we're in a game i don't think we're in a simulation um it's it's i mean it's been years man eons and eons we've been trying to people have been trying to figure it out but um i guess figure out what what out human origin mm-hmm. why we exist mm-hmm. trying to study the soul trying to study the spirit world you know, it, it it outlives us, man. It's, it's oh, indescribable. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you my, my opinion on it. Do you, have you ever heard of parallel universes? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's the first one. So, which means that there's could be an infinite number of Osamuel and Gossi out there doing some random shit. So, right here, we in a podcast sitting and we're recording. In another universe, you could be sitting in another position hosting me. Oh, you are actually hosting me, but it's my it's back and forth. So, like technically, you're hosting me, but in a way, you're on my show. Uh, parallel universes. I'm not too 
educated on the topic, but it states that there is an infinite number of views um, that could be doing the same or different things all at once, all at the same time, all at, uh, at the split second. But when I look at the, the story of God um, or the universe, it all really roots down to one thing. Um, they say uh, God created man in the image of his own eyes. Yes. Well, here's my thought process. If I were God, I had this big ass universe, man, and I had all the time in the world, and I wanted to create something, something special. And I just decided, okay, I want to create everything. My vision, I'm going to bring it to life. I'm going to make humans. I'm going to make animals. I'm going to make land, sea, uh, atmosphere, gas, and they're all gonna particles. Coexist. And they're all going to coexist. Yeah. Yes. So clearly, God must have been in, a, in an area at the time when he wasn't living in a situation like that. Because you create things that you don't have. Because... You want to have them. So as he mentioned, he created people, life, in the vision of his own eyes. So if that is the case, that means that wherever God is, it's not like Earth. It's not like the galaxy. It's not like the universe. It's not like the multi-universe. It's not like the, the, the ozone, anything. It's not like that. He's clearly in a situation that's different to us. So what makes what makes you not think then that he then said, you know what, I don't actually like this place that much. I'm going to then create another place that is a vision of mine. Look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you have me there, man. You have me there. You have me there. I've never really considered or, or, or looked at it in that um, um, perspective, I've, per se. Yeah. You know, um, but I think deep down what I believe, or what also puzzles me is how um, our lives, you know, that you know that, 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 that conversation of do we have free will or are our lives predetermined, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, if you're a believer... Um, if 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 you're if you're Christian or you're a believer in the universe, um, you you'd really come to you, you always come to the conclusion that wait, man, my life is predetermined, you know, because there's a lot of coincidences that happen, you know, there's a lot of incidences that happen that are out of your control, but at the same time, they all work for your own good, you know. You could be in one, mo- you could be frustrated in one minute. And in the next moment, you actually realize that you had to go through that frustration to actually be where you are now. You mm. know? So, um, I don't know. I just, I feel that my life is predetermined. I feel like there's a purpose. We, every human being is born for a purpose. And you, you know what promise you made with the creator um, in your previous life. And now your soul is basically existing through you, your 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 five senses, your your physical form, but you really your physical form perishes. Your soul never perishes; it outlives you. And yeah, man, um, that's that's my belief. My belief. I believe in the spirit world, and I respect the spirit world. I believe in the Creator. I believe in God, whether whatever you call him, you know. But I call him God. 
And, you know, I love going to the sea because you look at the sea and you're like, this thing is in abundance. It's infinite. Within the sea, there's life within the sea. You know, there's life within the sea that coexists in the sea. You get what I'm saying? There's plantation, there's, um, there's, there's fish, there's all these different things that exist in the sea. Mm-hmm. And the sea is infinite. It, it leads you to other lands. You get what I'm saying? And, you know, whenever I think about that and I think that the same human being, the same, not the same human being, but the same higher power that created the sea, the trees, um, the sun, the earth, the same higher power that created me, that makes me feel very special and powerful. It means that I can do, I'm limitless, you know. I can do anything. I can become anything. And how do I connect with that? When I meditate, when I grandeur nature, when, I, when I'm centered, when I'm present. Mm. That's, yeah. when, that's how I co-create my life. That's my belief. I hate you, man. You say something about everyone is born with a purpose. Yeah. I don't particularly believe in that. I think... Um, I think you set out your purpose. I think um, as a person, you you have to find it, right? I don't think you're just born with it and it's there, like you know, because there's a lot of individuals out there that do not know their purpose. Um, I think it's as much a skill as anything else to right. do. Saying it's it's as much a skill to find it and then pursue it. As who much gives as you that knowledge, who who leads you to that in that direction, you know? Because some 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 destinies you you don't choose for yourself. You find yourself in that situation, and you know you'd find yourself, for example, at Starbucks. Like I I I, I like this this book by Marion Williamson, um, um, a course of miracles, where there's an excerpt in the book where she says, you know, you could find yourself at Starbucks and you could meet. You're, you're, you're this person who has the potential of opening that big door. You know, you could be sitting in a flight and and, and they, by coincidence, you're sitting next to uh, your, your next business partner. You get what I'm saying? So who leads you or who brings these things in your direction? Well, why, why do you say by coincidence? Uh, because if... Well, predetermined. Okay, yeah, well... I mean, in, 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 I was just trying to put it in layman's, like you'd, you'd call it a, co- a coincidence, but it's really not a coincidence. You know, it's, it's predetermined. Well, when you say you find yourself at Starbucks, how do you find yourself at Starbucks? Like, because, I'll just give you an example. Yeah. If I say I'm going to go to Starbucks, I'm not going to find myself at Starbucks. I think I, think, I, think I didn't put that in, 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 in context. Right? Yeah. So I mean, there's certain. I'm, you're definitely right when you say there's certain things that occur. Yeah. You ask yourself, how the fuck did that happen? Like, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how I found myself here. Godwa, hey man, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. How how is it? Like for example, I went to a conference, right? I wanted to meet the specific person. Uh, I went to a conference. I was seated in a table that's sponsored by his company and he was seated next to me. I had the entire night with that person. How did that happen? You understand? 
well, there are many myself, reasons to explain I found myself, like, how, but then it's it's really up to what you believe, but you, you can't really say it, it's a coincidence. But you, like, you know, it's like these things, you know, you, you're a powerful being and you're Definitely. all these things, you know, everything that you want already exists within you. Definitely. But it's like a computer. Marion Williamson also says it's like a folder in a computer. You just need to... Down, you just need to download it you know yeah and that's where the, when you align yourself yeah also uh, will smith had a, had a great quote where he said um once you've made that decision it's already there it's just now that you you are waiting for other people to see it so when uh, you've already accomplished it in yourself obviously you have to work at it and you have to mm be relentless in you in in your drive and in your determination you have to out hustle everyone of course in order for that dream to come to manifestation yeah definitely sometimes i don't i tend to back away from the thinking that this thing is happening for a reason it was predetermined because when you say not that I don't believe in it, because you can believe whatever it is that you want to believe. If it works for you, it works for you. Mm. That's um, another um, thing. To, what's Talk, it called? Yeah. yeah, but sometimes I uh, I, t- I tend to take a step back when someone says, when when you when you say, how is it that I was I sat next to this guy? Oh, there's 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 an infinite number of reasons how that could have occurred. You know. For example, he had that table. And you were probably the last one, the last name to go in, and it was open. Oh, hey, Mr. Johnny Evans is sitting there. He has uh, five seats, and four of them are filled in. Oh, there's there's a guy here. Some some Gillum goes. Oh, okay, okay. Let, let's put him in there. Let's I mean, how in. did that like that event, that entire? I don't know if you like you know this. It puzzles my. It's it puzzles me. It's not. It's not wrong. It's actually not, not wrong to say it did occur for a reason because you wanted it to happen. But my thing is... You attracted it. <laughs> you know, I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in abundance, you know. Mm-hmm. For example, you mentioned outworking people. You have to outwork people. I don't believe you have to outwork people. I believe that everything is in abundance. Once you start focusing your mind onto something and you put Wait. your mind into something... Okay, I'm 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 lost now. When you say you don't have to outwork people, and you say everything is in, in abundance, everything what does that mean? I believe, you know, my belief is that there's no such thing as competition. So, a lady a lady told me the story about two guys who left the UK to go and sell shoes in in an African country. I don't know if mm. it's Ghana. Mm-hmm. One person came, arrived at the country, and they were like shit there's no market here and then na- the next person got to the country and they were like oh my gosh there's an abundance of a market here mm-hmm. you know so it was just a matter of perspective you know okay. so that's what i mean by there's an abundance of everything man. okay but then i don't understand when you say you don't have to outwork anyone because i mean you we're are not, listen like, listen we're not in competition no 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 no, no. i'm it's, in my own race of I'm oh, in my own marathon. No, here's here's a. Uh, I think I'll break it down. My opinion on it is, there's competition everywhere, but you have to focus on yourself to ensure that you are ahead of your competition. Same it's not. There's no competition. <laughs> you are, you are your own competition. Mm, 
there's a market within the market. There's always a market within. Of the course, market. you are your in own business, company. Of, of, of course, okay. if you want to be the wealthiest businessman in the world, right? You want to be uh, Jeff Bezos, and you want to own multi. You really think he's the wealthiest? <laughs> yeah, on paper, on exactly. paper, on paper. So, but anyway, yeah. On paper, he is. Yeah. Um, of course, you know you've got your Abu Dhabi princes, and, yeah. and they own like trillions and trillions. But on paper, it's Jeff Bezos. Mm. Bezos or Bezos? Bezos, whatever. I don't know if it's silent S or there's an S there. My thing is, there's competition within yourself, as you mentioned, because you, you have to say, I have to perform better than what I did yesterday. Yeah. Right? I have to perform better than I did last week, last month. So that's very important. But to say that there is no competition in the world is a bit, uh, I don't know. I don't think it's something you should focus on, but you shouldn't be oblivious to the fact that there, there are people that are trying to outperform you. There are people that are trying to bring you down because they want to step on you to get to the top. That's how life is in general. It's um, but you know, We work with each other. Know. We work with each other well you know, i was thinking just i was thinking just the other day that as much as there are people that are trying to suppress you you know um, i i believe in looking towards your left and to your right and building those people instead of looking up because those people will try to suppress you because um they, they mm, basically mm, feel mm. they basically feel um, um um they need by 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 your potential you know and so but my my belief is that remember that you once had a concept and you believe that this was it. Or you once met a girl and you believe that, okay, this is my soulmate. I don't know if, you, but you know, most people, this most people, one. exactly, you believe that she's the one. The but one, today man. you're dating someone else and you believe that she's the one. No, I'm not. She's still I, the one, bro. <laughs> but I mean, still the one. I'm just saying, you know, it might, you know, some <laughs> people like, you know, and then tomorrow you meet some, some people break up at 60, you know. So it's like some people start new businesses at 60 or they find their breakthrough business at 60. For example, um, is it but Bernie Sanders, KFC? You know, at some point he believed that that job interview he went for and he didn't get... It wasn't get. Bernie Sanders, bro. What? Bernie Sanders is still alive. Oh, no, not Bernie Sanders. Something Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. Bernie sorry. Sanders. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie, Sanders. Bernie, Sanders. Bernie Sanders is running for president. Oh, yeah. Presidency yeah, in the Colonel States. Sanders. Okay, yeah. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. So yeah, um, like at some point he believed, at some point um, Jack Ma believed that the job interview at, at KFC, you know, was, was his last and only hope. But mm. look at him today. Yeah. So as much as, I mean, I've been screwed over. So I mean, you know my story. I've been screwed over. I've came up with some concepts and they've been implemented. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, somehow I stumbled upon another concept, you know. Yeah. So that's when you when, when you believe in abundance, you attract when you have an attitude of abundance and gratitude and grace, um, things just come your way. You know, you 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 download that file and you know you find yourself okay, you don't believe in finding yourself, but you find yourself in those spaces. What do you mean I don't believe in finding yourself? Like not finding yourself as in your inner person. It's very really important to like find yourself. How yeah, but like how I made an example of Find, you find you, you tend to find yourself in Starbucks 
So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. So what, like, I still don't know what that you, means. How you find yourself in spaces where you didn't really quite imagine you. I think maybe you know, today yeah. you might have a construction degree and work for a construction software company, but tomorrow you might find yourself, or you might be the chairman of a petroleum company. 10, 20 years from now, you don't know what might happen. Mm-hmm. So, but when you have an attitude of abundance, you then give you let you let go. And you, you you give everything to the universe, and the, you, you co-create your life with the universe. You put one foot before the next, and you find yourself in spaces and mm. places that you never imagined. You know? mm. But if you focus on that one thing, like okay, yeah, no, um, so and so is winning, and so and so screwed me over. You see, then, that, yeah, you should not be in competition with other people. Yeah, but you should not be oblivious to the fact that there are people, people. out there. Yeah, mm, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Would you date at 60? 60, 65. 65. Like, would you... Say now you're a billionaire, man. You've got racks and racks. Um, you like uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, <laughs> Michael Bloomberg. Yeah. Dial up, man. You've got a shitload of money. Yeah. Would you date? Um, and if so, would you date a youngins or... Man, I, I, believe, I believe in the family. I believe I believe Yeah, but like what if there's a situation that occurs I, that your wife leaves you? I okay, obviously then uh, you know you know, know rub one off the rest of your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know I don't know my sixty year old self. I don't know the decision my sixty year old self. No, but just like just just use your imagination, yeah. Now you're sixty five. Yeah. You 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 probably gonna get any chick you want. I mean fucking Michael Bloomberg. If I've got if I've got children, I focus my energy on them. Wow, oh, man, your kids are old by now, man. Like you need, you need so someone for you though, bro. You no, know, like I don't want to lie to you, man. But I you need that, to give your grandkids space with their parents as well. A lot of people, a lot of people tell me that yeah, I know, Sam. This is a utopia, you know. To, you know, you you really need to let go of this illusion. But I I believe in soulmates. I believe in I believe love family so and i believe in structure and principle so yeah man and i I believe in energies so i can't be 65 and meeting some new person and allowing them into my family trying to build generational wealth so (laughs) so so yeah but i'm not i think you 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 you, you so then what are you going to do then because I'm, I don't know if I'm sure sixty-five year olds. I'm like, not afraid of being alone, and I think at that age you're not afraid of being alone. So dead in your paper. Dead. <laughs> at that age. I don't think any man. Unless you're a monk, unless you're a monk, and you've given away everything that you own and every and all your pleasures and all your excitements, man, like. Bro, your body naturally produces testosterone, man. You need to release that shit. That's actually unhealthy to say that from 65 until you die. You're a healthy, you're a healthy man. You most probably, by the time you're 65, the world would have advanced so much to the point where you could have artificial limbs, artificial organs maybe. You you could live to about 100 years old, 120 years old. Scott Adams says he he's predicting he's going to live uh, past 100. So... If that's the case, not once are you just gonna. Yo, man, like, I need to just, you know, 
do the business. Just a quickie. Just a quickie. I definitely would. Um, I was listening to Jamie Foxx on his uh, on 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 the um Tim Ferriss podcast, and uh, his his grandmother at the time was eighty three years old. She was still dating. And she was on the phone with uh, her boyfriend at the time, and and she's like, mm, you know, I'm, I'm Mexico, flat was good, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> food is good, hang with the grandson. <laughs> yeah. Are you well? She's like, oh, yeah, I'm well. She's like, okay, I better not come back there with some youngins. Oh yeah. And it's like, I yeah, I, I, I thought oh, some youngins, like how old? Like people around sixty three years old, so imagine oh. now she's calling young and she's calling girls that are sixty three yeah. years women, not mm-hmm. girls. How disrespectful of me! But women that are sixty three years old, she's calling them youngins. I don't know, man. I think life is about it's it's about improving, but enjoying that <clears throat> that time that you are improving. Yeah, I can't. I can't make. <laughs> I can't really say, or you know. But man, man, I'm not judging, dude. Like I can't really say what. You don't want to get one old. Can't for my sixty-year-old self because I can. I'm constantly changing. You know, I'm constantly pimp. evolving. I today, yesterday, I built, I believed in this, and tomorrow I might have a shift of a paradigm shift, and I might mm, mm. believe in that. You know. Mm. So you don't really know yourself, but you you're in a process and you're learning yourself, and that's what I mean by the soul. You know, uh, you know, you're always trying to align the soul, but you can never really align it. You know? I'll ask you one 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 dodgy question before we close yeah. off. Yeah. What do you think about pimping? Pimping. Yeah. The it's pimp. It's immoral. Man. How so? Like, why would you want to sell another human being? No, 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 not selling. It's um, it's a but human. It's a imagine exchanging another human. It's the oldest form of 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 um prostitution. Yeah, transaction is it's the oldest. Why is it legal? I mean, illegal. Why why is it um illegal? Because it's um it's a quite a clear transaction between two individuals. There is consent, and. Because it's illegal, do you think that if it was legal, we wouldn't see such cases of um, human trafficking, or would we? Oh, you know, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sensitive topic, man. You know, it's a very sensitive topic. But um, I, I just believe, I believe religiously, because I'm very, I'm religious too. Religiously, I just think it's immoral. Um, I believe that each and every human being just deserves. What's what's what what what's immoral in in, in your opinion? Is it immoral to have sex for money? Yes, it's immoral to have sex with people you don't know because it's an exchange of. You know, I don't believe in sex just as sex. I believe oh, in sex yeah. as you letting go of a part of yourself needs to be something intimate okay yeah. okay well i want to give my opinion <laughs> right you can give your opinion. so i think we tend to make a lot of a lot of reasons why there's crime is because of 
making certain things illegal the reason why people killed each other over crack cocaine the reason why people killed each other over cocaine is because of the fact that it was illegal if co- if crack cocaine was legal you could have your own shop no one would be killing anyone because it's legal you don't kill other people for alcohol do you you know but crack cocaine damages people does not um does not jesus christ does alcohol not damage people Is he healthy? Has he been excessively drinking for years? years, Excessively drinking. Have you checked his kidney and his liver and the state of? (laughs) (laughs) Well, my thing is. Well, my thing is. Well, my thing is. Of course, you can't necessarily say now that because I know that's actually a good topic for your next session you know yeah but my, my thing is when when you say your uncle has been drinking excessively and he's still alive at 70 years old but then you'll find another individual that's been drinking excessively and he dies at 23, 23 you have people that are drink and drive and they kill other kids and they kill other families and they kill other um they hence, destroy other hence, lives hence spiritual journey man hence there's a higher power yeah man but you, you know there's I, an invisible okay. hand I, I guess so. I guess you can point it at that. But even that in, invisible hand, as much as we believe and we have faith in that invisible hand, sometimes that inv- invisible hand just can't stop some ridiculous action from occurring, such as someone who's drank and drank and drank, and then they drive a car and they hit a curb and then they, they hit you and you die and they, they're fine. Nothing happens to them. You know, It's just something... It's, it's just the the unfair part of life something when you think of something like that that it's just ridiculous how that can occur to anyone that can occur to the best person ever in the world you know what i mean it's just it's it's something that you you can never predict it's something that you can never think of yet it does happen and so we're talking about legalizing things I'm not going to say prostitution should be legalized or it should remain illegal. I have no rights or no place to say that. Um, but I'm going to leave it with this. I mean, making, creating rules in which you're banning one thing, but you're not banning another, but they're both as detrimental, just does not make sense to me. But have you ever, have you ever met someone who comes from a privileged family and, or who comes from a position of privilege um, that tells you that they're gonna go and be a prostitute. No, because they don't Whether need. No, 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 no. But that's that's because saying? that's because they don't need the money. So it's not prostitution in the sense. But so I've I know it's no, no, for the money. no no no. Listen, but I know people. I know uh, and uh, people and a lot of people can attest to this. I know a lot of people that just randomly go and have sex. They are they are. I mean, if you go to Russia or the Czech Republic, there are clubs, there are sex clubs where random people just go there and have sex. So why is that seen as correct? And and there's nothing wrong with that. Yet you have someone on the street corner begging to have sex for money and that's seen as trash. I don't understand because now it's really the same thing. It's having sex with random strangers. Remember remember before you, before you, you, you embark on the journey of unlearning and relearning, um, you're conditioned. So a lot of us are still conditioned, you know, it's still, we're still, it's still in, what, indoctrinated, you know, that, you know, prostitution is immoral, 
Okay. I get I think then it's just then we should just take the label out of it then. The the word prostitution should be scraped out. Scraped <laughs> out because yeah. as as I mentioned now, you you have so many people that there's a lot of people that just want to have sex. They don't generally want to have sex for money, but they just want to have sex because they people are addicted to sex. You have people like that. They generally just want to have sex. Yet they can have random sex anywhere and it's not seen as you know anywhere. It's not seen as, look Christianity sex outside of marriage is not moral for him. <laughs> no. I guess you I, I guess I guess you can um, yeah I guess that's your view. But anyways man it's a uh, one ten AM bro. Yeah. One ten AM. We could go on for a while but i can see that your eyes are baggy so i'm i'm hyped up man like i love podcasting i it's it's just the best way because you know you always get to find and learn about people in their minds and how they think and whatnot but um i've appreciated the time bro uh gained valuable knowledge gained valuable insight uh and 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 thank you for being so spiritual man um and f- for being so aware of yourself it's it's rare these days so yeah i mean i i hope we we have another session hopefully not at 110 a.m yeah man entrepreneurship you know man we 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 project we should have we should have spoke about that <laughs> you know entrepreneurship we, we, the we, journey who's 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 your who's your who's your biggest inspiration a lot. Like in terms of uh, entrepreneurs. A lot. No, but like uh, say one. A lot. Okay, like five. five. Okay, five. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I like starting with black guys, right? Uh-huh. They're not well known. They they're not the guys with the listed degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd say Ndabanzele. Uh-huh. He brought Nike to Africa, um, after the sanctions in nineteen ninety, and then yeah, nineteen ninety from nineteen ninety three. Um, black guy sponsored um, sponsored 1995 World, 1995 World Cup rugby. World Cup, yeah. Yeah, sponsored that. Um, he built dignified housing for teachers and nurses during apartheid in Pimville. Mm. Um, yeah, Richard Paponia. Mm-hmm, Richard mm-hmm. mobilized a lot of capital during apartheid. OG. Um, RIP, man. RIP. Um, Vusi Kanyile is the founder of Tebe Investment Corporation. He was head of finance or fi- but something in finance in the ANC. Yeah. Um, founded Tebe Investment Corporation. They, I think they did the first B equity transaction. Mm. Uh, I think here in 91. Um, yeah. Um, man, Si founder of Exoro. Exoro Mines, you know. Uh no man, why am I mentioning men? Guys, come on. Iksona Yasulu. You know, she inspires me so much. Vuiso Muchekwana, the C CEO of Cybib, you know, um Dr. Anna Mukokong, you know, community investment holdings, you know, Faith Kanyile, you know, Zanele Mpegi, you know, she she really impacted a lot of women entrepreneurs, Putima Hanyele, you know, um Mamnoli Mamnolimboeni, you know, um 
the late Bob Gibson Tula, you know, mm-hmm. um, in Angola, I've got the Moose family, you know, uh, man, there's a lot of these people, and there's a list, and they inspire me, bro, like, each and every one of them is, Saki Matozoma, you know, Bob Saki Matozoma inspires me, man. This you is know? like when, right now, when you're mentioning the, these names, it's like when someone who's really into golf is mentioning the, the top 10 golf players in the world and I'm just looking at them and I'm like, who the hell are you talking exactly. about? Exactly, like, that's what I mean by abundance. Look but at I, these, I these are black billionaires that people don't know. My, yeah, we we don't you know? we, we don't need the the, the publicity, man. You know Keep saying, it in the bro. circle. Keep you it in the power saying, circle. Bro, like, like, bro, all these people, uh, 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 um, in one way or another, they've they've created opportunities. They've created these engines that, um, um, they've 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 um created opportunities. You know, so they mixed, um, social economic aspirations mm-hmm. with their own economic aspirations so it's like you're mixing your your own financial aspirations but at the same time you're indirectly impacting someone i always say that business indirectly impacts or directly impacts someone that's true you can't start a business alone and run it alone especially big business that's very true so you create opportunities and Mm. impact communities Mm. you know you change lives you know even if it's giving someone a, a security job you know that's six seven k makes a difference mm. you know so somewhere somehow you put in bread on the table for someone so yeah man that's, that's, a, that's a beautiful statement to close off the show man yeah. like, awesome anyways I think I should call it a night bro right, thanks for having me man right, it's been a pleasure man thank you right that's it for today uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show follow subscribe like leave a comment i'd much appreciate it anyway cheers catch you later thanks everybody for listening i hope everyone enjoyed that show by the way if you haven't subscribed to the back and forth podcast on apple itunes please do so give us a rating if you have an opinion as well leave a comment there thank you so much and i'll see you next time anything is possible <laughs>